So this is uh, Trevor Houchin, nothing specific. This is the uh, second part of the discussion that myself and my man Japan Pimp are uh, engaging in discussing why we've chosen Japanese women over American women. And I think Japan Pimp, we left off in part one with you saying, with you talking uh, essentially about how good your wife's vagina physically felt to you and I presume still feels to you even though as you say I'm going to put it in your words your wife is probably the worst sex you've ever had how do those how can those two live together her vagina feels the best of any other woman you've ever had but somehow still you and your wife managed to have bad sex. Explain that to me. Well, I, I didn't say probably the worst. I said the worst. <laughs> I wanted to give you some room to maneuver, but okay. All right. No, listen, listen. Um, this is probably going to be the dirtiest raunchiest one of the dirtiest raunchiest podcasts uh, 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 we will do and, and I, I apologize advance well, well, to your listeners alright well let, let's just do this though let's, it doesn't have to be dirty you know that's kind of what we're talking about you know Japanese women no, don't is, see sex is. as dirty Just let's just talk about it you know practically and realistically it doesn't have to be dirty that's why I'm using you know yeah. I, yeah. I have to talk about this though as, it, as if I'm just talking about it with one of the guys and we're talking over a couple of beers or something. Well, like that's that what we're doing. Fire. That's exactly what we're okay, doing. Okay, so, so, so listen, some context here. Now, I had been with a lot of Japanese women before I met my wife. I stuck my dick into all kinds of Japanese pussy and, and American pussy too when I was, when I was in America. Every pussy feels different when you stick your dick into it, right? Absolutely. For some, for some reason, I don't know what it is. For some reason, um, the Japanese women, uh, my, my 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 wife's pussy, just when I stuck my dick inside, it was like the best feeling pussy on my dick I've ever had in my life, and I was just like, wow. However, she was like extremely non-responsive. She was what they call in Japanese a maguro. Now, she was a tuna. She was basically like a dead fish on the bed. Very little reaction. Um, and she's just not a sexual person, Trevor. She's just... She, she is not in touch with her sexual side. She is um, not comfortable kissing. She's not comfortable touching. She's just... Sex is dirty to her. She just wants to get it over with. All that kind of stuff. But at the same time, when I'm giving it to her, she'll come seven, eight, nine times. So just keep coming when she gets to that point, you know, and she's squirming and reacting and stuff. But her pussy, it just felt so good. So anyway, after I met her and I invited her over and, and, and we did it stuff, I called my mom the next day and I, hey, mom, and I met this gal named, named Psycho here. Her name's S-A-E-K-O, Psycho. And I, I said, her, her pussy just feels so good. 
on my dick. It's like the best feeling pussy I've ever had. And my mom says, you know, Justin, that's not a, that's not a reason to marry somebody. Hey, you know, we got married now. We have three kids. So the, the pussy can feel good, but it, it doesn't physically feel good around the dick. But it doesn't mean that the, that the woman is, is gyrating or moving or giving any acknowledgement of her pleasure uh, or, or your pleasure. It's, it's, it's basically fucking a doll. Um, pretty much what it is. You touched on a couple things. Um, you said in the previous uh, segment that y- you felt American women can move better. You know, they, they, they dance better. You said they've got better rhythm, better body control, I guess, better, better, better. You know, they're, they're, they're just a, a, a sort of better awareness, I guess, of their sexual their sexuality American women like sort of a better awareness of it they know how to display it better they know how to use it better they know how to be sexy American women know how to be sexy they've been taught how to be sexy by movies and things whereas in Japan um, you know there isn't this ridiculous you know everything has to be sexualized i mean here in america right. you know there there are commercials for clorox bleach that are sexualized right. there are commercials for car insurance that you know they play on sex whereas in japan it's 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 not that way right but you also said um and and or, or i think we are saying the sex is better in general with Japanese women than American women. Now, I'm going to get on to... I'm going to, you know, and again, I don't want to be too explicit, vulgar, but, you know, let's just, let's talk about it. We're talking about it. This is, this is, uh, you know, the truth of how we feel. Let's talk about it. So, another thing that I noticed, and this goes to what you said about your wife, your wife's pussy just basically feeling really good despite the fact that your wife herself wasn't or isn't this incredibly sexual person her pussy though for you felt really good that's another feeling and experience that I agree with in terms of Japanese women and again I, I you know for anybody that we're going to offend or upset this is an adult conversation um, we're not speaking in any rude way it's just facts these are just biological facts you know everybody every woman's got a vagina you know more or less and every man's got a dick so these are the terms that we're using I I agree with you that overall the Japanese pussy the japanese vagina feels better on me on my dick than the american vagina and it took me a long time and it i still think about it it took me a while to think about why like why 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 do these japanese women's body parts just feel better than these American women's body parts. And I've thought about it a long time, and I've come up with a couple of things, and you tell me if you agree or not. First of all, the Japanese woman's diet is much better from birth. 
than the average American woman's diet. Japanese people, by and large, you can look at them, you see they're generally slim. You don't see very many obese Japanese women. That attests to, in my opinion, the Japanese diet. They're eating better food. They're eating cleaner, more natural, simpler, less preserved, less additives. They're eating a lot better food and that is absolutely going to have an effect on the body. It can't not. It can't not have some effect on the body. The food that these Japanese women have been eating their entire lives. So this might sound insane and I don't care. Their insides are cleaner. It's it's just their insides are cleaner. Their, 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 their vagina being part of their body, generally speaking, is cleaner. Why? Their diet is cleaner. It's, it's simple. Yes. It, 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 it's not a subjective argument. It isn't... It's inarguable. Their no, diet... It, it, you, know, you are correct. Because I, I know some, some Filipino-Americans, Vietnamese-Americans are... They say that when they go back home to the Philippines or Vietnam, their friends tell them that they smell American. Exactly. Exactly, bro. There is very much an American body odor, an American waist odor, an American sort of taint tinge to Americans. And since we're speaking about American women, two American women who have been indulging themselves their entire lives in the basically toxic, poisonous, artificial American diet. It's, it's undeniable. It's not, it's not subjective. It, it, it isn't a diss. It's just a fact, okay? So that's one reason for me, another reason for me why I found myself more attracted to Japanese women. They're, they're just biologically cleaner because they've been eating better foods their entire life. Let me go on. Another reason that I think Japanese women, and I found them to be more attractive, you know in Japan there are those squatting toilets all over the place. Okay, the, you know, they're, they're, they're being, like you said earlier, they're being replaced by, you know, the Western style toilet. But very, very many Japanese people spend a large portion of their lives squatting to go to the bathroom, squatting to pee, squatting to, you know, do number two. They squat and that squat, that squatting position does two things. Number one, it cleans out your body much, much better. The, 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 the human bowel is designed to be cleaned out through squatting, okay? So again, what we have is a situation where the average Japanese person's bowels, his intestines are cleaner than the average American's, which is going to lead to an overall you know, biological bodily cleanliness that we Americans don't have. Secondly, well, I'll, I'll, I'll push back on that one. Okay. Not a lot of those squatting toilets are used. Most Japanese people do use the Western style toilets. What I would say is that it, it not only is it diet, but it's hygiene. It is, it is toiletry hygiene. 
that makes them very clean downstairs compared to Americans. When I'm fucking an American bitch, I get whiffs of ass. I get whiffs of feces trapped between butt cheeks. That never, ever has happened once in Japan over a hundred women. Because almost every single Japanese house and public restroom has a washlet that shoots warm water up the up and around the vagina and up and around the ass to wash that shit out. And you know what? I I I have to agree with you. And again, apologies to anybody offended, but this is an adult conversation. We don't mean any harm to anyone. These are facts that Japan Pimp and I have become privy to after having lived in Japan and experienced, you know, life with Japanese women. I'm going to agree 100% with you. Hygiene. Hygiene. Now, here's what's interesting about that. Most American, most Western women, uh, um, Western including Europeans, Australians, Brazilians, most Western women shave all their pubic hair. They've been taught by the media and American porn and American, you know, I think more or less American white men. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm black, but uh, you know, I, I think American white men, the media, American porn, other, uh, other American women have taught American women, they teach their daughters that they should shave their pubic hairs. So what we have is, you know, 150 million American women who've been shaving their pubic hairs since they were 15 or 16, that hair is there for a reason. That hair is there to act as a filter and to keep that vagina, that vaginal area, moist, protected. Uh, um, it, it acts as sort of a shield against, you know, bacteria and, and, and things getting in there. When you're shaving your vagina your entire life, not only are you removing the body's natural defenses against, you know, bacteria and germs, but you're desensitizing that area. If you're down there every week shaving it up, opening it up, shaving, you're desensitizing that area to a degree. And that goes to what you said earlier about the, the, the biological response of a Japanese woman who hasn't been touched down there too much. Are you understanding the point that I'm making? So Yeah, yeah, because the pubic hair is keeping um, things from rubbing on the clitoris and all that stuff. Exactly. Buffer zone. Exactly. And but if you're if you're shaving the barrel time, you get all this stimulation on your clitoris all the time. Exactly. It's kinda like, you know, if you got that pubic hair there and then someone goes in straight for your clitoris and like, Oh shit, that has been touched like exactly. a really long time. And and, and just and, and, and JP, that is really real. That's real. That's real. That that's something that I experienced in Japan. When 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 I had sex with these Japanese women, getting to their vagina, it you had to kind of work through the hair and it was as though once you got through it and you know you you, you could touch the fleshy parts down there, it was as though those parts hadn't been touched. And that created and that created exactly and that created a greater sexual response in both them 
and me. Now, I'm going to continue with my little diatribe on the squatting, and then, uh, you know, then we can move on. Another, my, my second point about the squatting. Now, you, 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 you beg to differ with me because you said that a lot of um, Japanese are using Western toilets. Yeah, my experience, bro, working and living in Japan for 10 years was, I, I would say half the places I went to had that squat toilet. I worked in literally dozens of elementary schools, junior high schools, and high schools where every bathroom in that school was a squatting toilet. I've gone to restaurants where it, there was a squatting toilet, lots of izakayas, you know, because I went to you know traditional Japanese places. I went to lots of places where there were those squatting toilets. And like I said, not only, and this is my opinion, not only, well, it's fact, it's medical fact. Not only does that squatting position help to clean out the body better, but it creates a certain flexibility in the legs, the hips, the knees. Interesting point. Yeah, interesting point. The yeah. legs, you the know, hips, the knees, that. the back. So when you're making love, like you said, when you're making love with this Japanese girl, you can twist her all around. You can get her, you know, get her legs bent backwards and do all put her in all kinds of positions that she's familiar with because she's been squatting her entire life. Now this might sound ridiculous, but it's fact. If you've been squatting your entire life, bending yourself at the knees, squatting down your knees, your legs, your back, everything's a lot more flexible. And flexibility, as far as I'm concerned, is, is a major ingredient to good sex. You know, that's a really interesting point now that you make it because they are really flexible like that. That They'll sit down and they won't cross their legs. They'll like flex their knees out. They'll flex their ankles out and like lay their legs flat on the ground. They'll put their knees flat on the ground and make like this W shape with their legs. Yep. And I'm like, I can't even do that, nope. dude. Like, like, I'm going to, I'm going to rip my groin yep. if I try to do it. But they've been doing that since they were kids. Exactly what and I'm when saying. You see them, when you see them just relaxing on the street with their friends, they'll squat down like a frog. Yep. They'll, 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 they'll like squat down in a frog position where they're, where, where their their knees are totally collapsed and their butt is almost touching the ground, and they're just kind of sitting, resting their butt almost on the back of their calves and, and, and they're, they're just chilling and relaxing in that pose smoking a cigarette drinking a drink talking with their friends um and yeah and that translates to that exactly exactly it's it's a normal japanese it's a normal thing in japan to see you're on the subway platform to see you know a dozen people, two dozen people squatting down, waiting for the train. That's a natural Japanese position which creates more strength in their hips, more flexibility, more strength in their knees, more strength in their ha hamstrings. And of course, of course that's going to translate to sex, especially if you're a woman. Especially if you're a woman. And you know, you put those three things together. You put the fact that they're cleaner down there they're more flexible and they're not worried that they're sinning you put those three things together brother and you have made yourself you know a, an explosive sexual attraction it's it, and it is it, you know, and now you said those things you got me thinking we gotta add a couple of more to that 
because they're eating clean and drinking clean and drinking lots of green tea during the day, drinking lots of fluids during the day, keeping that body flushing that that vaginal canal out, keeping that keeping the pubic hair there that builds up the healthy bacteria that eventually goes inside the vaginal canal that keeps that bacteria balance in check. Right, pubic hair helps with that, and then also when you add to the fact that not only are their diet clean and they're drinking clean, but they exercise every day like a human is supposed to. They're walking, they're riding their bikes, they're they're they're, they're sweating almost every day doing something. Their bodies are just in good shape and they're in good proportion. So when you're fucking them and you're doing it doggy style or prone position or whatever, you're The male's pelvic area is just fitting snugly into the woman's area because the body type is is the correct proportion for a human. We're not talking about a fucking Costco-fed, McDonald's-eaten, huge, wide-ass, you know, fat American. Who, who has not walked a mile or ridden a bike probably since she was 16 years old. You touched on something so important. Japanese society is a walking bike riding society. Everyone in Japan walks, rides their bike. There's so much movement of the physical body in Japan as opposed to here in America where all we do is get in our car. If there's a if there's a convenience store or a supermarket 500 feet from our house, we're in our car. We're, we're, we're driving to that supermarket regardless of how close it is. American women are doing the same thing. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, they barely ever walk, if ever. They're eating bad food. The exercise that they get is artificial. They're, they're going to gyms. The vast majority of Japanese women that I met have no gym membership, whereas the opposite is true here in America. Every woman you meet, she's got a gym membership. Whether or not she goes is another thing, but they've all got this gym membership. They're all working so hard, working out, going to the gym, trying to stay slim, doing everything they can, yet still, they're in no shape compared to the average Japanese woman, man. It's, it's just a fact. It's not, it's not about exercise. It's about that, 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 that trifecta effect. It is exercise, it is diet. And a good body is 90% diet. It's exercise, it's diet, and it is, it is, um... Lifestyle. Yeah, it, yeah. When, when, when you're looking at Japanese people, I'm not talking about, you know, men and women, they eat really good food, Oh, oh, you portion size. So, so you could you could eat healthy, clean food all day long, but if you're eating massive portions, you're gonna be fat. Japanese people eat tiny portions of healthy food, and they burn every single calorie off every day. They are not adding calories. They're not going to bed with extra calories on them. Let me ask you this: Imagine you're an American woman for just a second, and you're listening to this podcast what do you think your mind what 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 would you be thinking about this information that these two guys who are married to japanese women and lived all this time in japan and have an obvious preference for japanese women 
and are explaining why. What do you think the average American woman, what do you think her response would be to what we were saying? Well, it's going to be defensive, right? It's going to be, it's going to be, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, you can still be big and healthy, um, da 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 all this stuff. You know what? That's a bunch of bullshit. And, and, and I'll tell you something. Uh, there's a reason America has some of the most overweight people in the world. Like, what, what are we, like 50% obese and like, you know, 40% of people are, 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 pre, are pre-diabetic and pre-hypertension, all that stuff. We're a fat country, us, Australia, and a couple others out there. We're fat. We're slobs because of our lifestyle. Now, I'll let, 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 me, let me illustrate this to you. When I moved to Japan, when I was, I don't know, 34 years old, anyway, it, it was 2006 when I moved to Japan. When I moved to Japan in 2006, I was 200 pounds. I am five, but I was exercising at the gym. I was buffed and swole. I had a looked like I was pregnant, you know, I had the, the pot belly stuff going on, I was bulking up, I was 200 pounds, my arms were, you know, biceps and flex. they were like 16 and a half inches. You had some guns, maybe, bro. Maybe, you you maybe, had some you know, maybe, guns, bro. Yeah, maybe pushing 17 at the time. I moved to Japan, and that is how big I was. Um, and, and, and before I moved to Japan, I remember going to the burrito shop and tanking up, I can eat a whole super burrito which is like a mass, you know, the super burrito, the big burrito. I give you the whole one of those and some chips and a soda and and, and be good and, and go to bed. I moved to Japan. The, I had the breakfast, the, the next breakfast I had in the next morning was like literally five grapes, like not even a handful, five grapes, a tiny, tiny piece of bread that I could fit in the palm of my hand, a miniature cup of coffee, like a tiny bowl of salad and like this and i was just like are you serious this is like a, a, a an hors d'oeuvre before breakfast and, and literally after just a couple of months my stomach shrunk i i could not eat large portions because i started eating all these small portions and I, i'm taking in small, uh, less calories during the day my stomach is sh- physically shrinking the size of my stomach I, I stopped eating stretched out from these massive american portions I, and then when I moved back to America, you know, seven years later or whatever, I thought I'm gonna go to the burrito shop and have a and, and, and have a super burrito, dude. I got a super burrito when I moved back to America seven years later. I could barely eat half of it. Like physically, my stomach could not take in that much volume. You know. So, to, to everyone that that that's listening to this podcast and may be offended, those are facts. Okay, with this society. We are supersized. We supersize everything. Extra big Costco portions, super burritos. We like the meat and potatoes on the plate. We got the the, 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 the bottomless, all you can eat, whatever. So that's just, we go too big on food. You know, I, I wanted to like make the context a little bigger than just food because I, you know, I asked you, what do you think an American woman who who's listening to this podcast, what do you think her response would be? And and you said she would say, oh, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm going to take it further than that. I think, like you said, they'd be defensive, but also offensive. I think that they would 
come off in such a way that they would hate us, that they would think they were, we were two assholes. We didn't know what we're, we don't know what we're talking about. We're jerk offs. Um, you know, F you, if you don't like American women, F you, as opposed to listening to the information and learning something, as opposed to hearing a way to better their relationships, their perspectives on relationships, their diets, their sense of exercise, their attitudes, their values, rather than taking what, you know, sounds sensible and practical and applying it to their lives, I think that they instead would, like you said, be defensive, but at the same time offensive and be insulted rather than learning something, which to me is typical of the American value system, the American attitude. The hell with what you're saying. I already have what I'm doing. Who cares that I've been in half a dozen or a dozen failed relationships? Who cares that I walk around with a chip on my shoulder that I think I'm better than all men and you know all men ought to bow down to me and what I have between my legs who cares that you know my, I'm, I'm 150 pounds overweight and the portions of food that I eat are two three times bigger than I should be eating who cares I'm gonna keep doing what I've been doing and if you don't like it the hell with you that's another toxic American woman attitude take me as I am if you can't take me as I, ha- I am the hell with you I have have no intention of improving myself in any way whatsoever regardless of the fact that it might help our relationship the hell with you you know I am who I am and if you don't like it you know get out the door to me that's you the- know I think you know it, I don't think it's American women it's just American people but those that have traveled have done a lot of traveling who have really been exposed to other cultures. I'm not talking about doing your little two-week backpack trips to Europe and then you're, you did that in your college days and then now you're back home. I'm talking about like like really for months or years to experience other countries and that together. Really, uh, There's a lot of Americans that have done that. They understand where, where we're coming from. Uh, people who are really health conscious, you know, your athletes, right? They understand where we're coming from. Um, but, but then again, these are people who are who are continually trying to improve themselves and better themselves, and they, they listen to to other points of view, but other cultures, other societies, people that have experienced other things. The people that are quick to write stuff off and get defensive and offensive, they're not those kind of people, but there's a lot of Americans like that out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, having been back here eight years, um, you know, you mentioned huge portions I, I was the same way when I first came back here. I, I, like you said, I was a slim and trim kind of guy, and I still am pretty slim and trim. When I came back here, I couldn't eat the, the huge portions that were normal here in America. I remember coming back here and going to Denny's, for example, and I, you know, I don't remember what I got, like pancakes, eggs, whatever. I was blown away at the amount of food that showed up on my table. I could not right. believe how much food they were giving me. I'm, I'm one person. There's a, there's a gigantic omelet. It's there's whole family. F- there's exactly. There's four slices of toast. There's a huge omelet. There's a plate full of home fries. You know, there's a giant cup of, you know, unlimited refills, coffee, Coke, whatever. You know, there's a salad bar that you can just pile on top. 
I could not believe how much food. Fucking hilarious. When when we moved back to America, I brought my wife and two small kids at the time. We we have three now, but there are two at the time. We went out to breakfast, just like you said, to like this nice breakfast spot in in, in, in fucking, you know, East Bay Area, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, I looked, we walked in and I was looking at these portions, at these breakfast plates. They were giving people like four huge pancakes, home fries, massive omelet. I'm like, that's the special Jesus Christ. I'm looking at my wife and I'm looking at my two small kids. Like, fuck, I only need one plate. You know, that's like enough for all of us. We're we're accustomed to small portions at that point. You know, order a plate of breakfast and the the, the waitress is looking at me like I'm crazy, like, what about the rest of your family? Let's get my wife a small coffee, like the smallest you have, and get my kids the smallest orange juices you have. She brought out one plate. I asked for three extra plates. We split it up. We were full. We're good. You know, can I can I speak on on <laughs> in defense, oddly enough, of America? I think something Americans have no idea of is how lucky and how abundant life in America is, like you just described. Uh, You can get those four pancakes, huge omelet, four slices of toast, cup of coffee, huge plate of home fries. You can get that at any Denny's for nine bucks, man, for eight or nine bucks, and that is just unbelievable. It's just the, 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 the cost of food here in certain places like your Denny's and your IHOPs and, you know, your average, you know, neighborhood hamburger place, man, the amount of food you can get for not a lot of money here in America is just surreal. It's just surreal. It's, it's the land of excess. We, we, you know, we have to have the big SUV. We have to have the massive house. We have to have the huge portions. We have to have the Costco super pack stuff. I mean, whenever Japanese people have come here to visit us, they're just blown away at how big everything is, and and, and they're just shocked at the at the, the how much we consume. They're like, oh my God, the gas mileage on this huge why do you need this huge car? Like, exactly. Just get a small thing. And, we gotta have big. We gotta have more. That's just we're the land of excess. That's how we get down, man. Like, for example, I, I I used to be a guy that loves or loved cereal. I used to love cereal, and in Japan, they're not they're not big cereal lovers like we are. So the no, cereal, cereal, the cereal section of any given Japanese supermarket has nine cereals, if. Four, three, man, there. Remember cereal. Yeah, you know, here in America, bro, the cereal aisle—it's like an amusement park. It's like a cereal amusement park in any given American supermarket. There are there are a hundred different cereals. My point is the variety. The variety and abundance of every kind of anything here in America is mind-boggling and it numbs you to how much you're consuming, how much you're eating, how much you're buying. You're numbed to it because there's so much and it's so normal to expect so much. And 
believe it or not, I miss this. Like you were saying, I miss the smaller portions in Japan. I miss the, 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 the simplicity of the food here in America. Everything you order has way too much, either salt or sugar. Every oh, single thing you can order on any menu anywhere here in America, unless it's a, you know, a Japanese restaurant or a farm, everything's got way too much salt and or sugar, which dulls your taste buds. I remember the first couple of years in Japan thinking, man, these Japanese people really like food that doesn't have that much taste. However, after a few years, what happens is your taste buds come back to life and then they work again. America, the average American person's taste buds are so dulled because of the overindulgence of salt and sugar that you need more and more and more salt and sugar in order to taste anything. And these American restaurants have no problem adding way too much salt and sugar, which of course exacerbates the problem that you mentioned earlier, obesity. Salt, too much salt and sugar, you're going to have a diet, you're going to have a, a bad diet, you're going to have a population of diabetics and obese people, and that's exactly what we have. And to bring this full circle, that's why sex with American women is inferior to Japanese women. That body type, man, it's just that body type. I, I kind of want to bring this back to the Japanese wife thing, though, because I said a bunch of shit about my wife, which is all true and accurate. What? But that being said, she is she, you know, she may not be, well, she is the least sexy person. She, like I said, about as sexy as a wet rag in winter. Just, just not sexual at all. Just no kissing, no touching. She is just not a sexual or affectionate person. But it is the most comfortable relationship I've been in because I don't have to worry about anything. Agreed, brother. There is no. There's no emotional ups and downs. There's no drama. It's just, it's just. Hey, I'm going fishing. Okay, bye. Oh, hey, um, do you want something to eat? Yeah, okay. Hey, I'm taking the kids to the park. Okay. Um, hey, this. It, it's just everything is. She does her role. I do my role, and I never have to worry about her reacting on me about something or coming home one day. There's a note on the table, and her and the kids are gone. It is a very safe, comfortable relationship. Even though the sex super sucks, but the only compensating part is it's the best feeling pussy I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> I'm okay fucking. I'm okay fucking a fuck doll. You know, in exchange for all that. Let me ask you this: What would you say to the average American woman who would say, "Oh, well, you just like a submissive woman." Japanese women are submissive. You just like submissive women. You don't want a strong woman. You don't want a woman that's equal to you. You don't want a woman that'll stand up for her rights and express how she feels at any given moment. You don't. You're you're just afraid of a strong American woman. How would you respond to that? Uh, I would say that she's absolutely right and wrong. I would say that you know. I would say that. Um, you know, obviously that person has never lived in Japan and, 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 and been married to a Japanese woman, but Japanese women run the house. My wife gives me an allowance each month. I give her all the money. 
she gives me an allowance of a few hundred bucks a month that's been on my beer, whatever I want to do. But she is, she is the boss of our relationship. Um, I'm the breadwinner, and it's very much she pimps me out. There's a term in Japan that uh, I, I forget the exact term, but it's basically you know the guy's the wallet. You know, I'm her wallet. She opens me up. She uses me. So yes, Japanese women are very strong. They run the house. It's just that that stereotype, that stigma um, that Western cultures have of them, which is very wrong. It's, that's just how it's portrayed in the movies and stuff like that. Now, and also, it's easy to confuse that um, non-emotional with submissive. So just because my wife is not reacting. The way an American woman would, like, oh my God, why did you? No, don't do that. Come here. I told you. Just because she's not doing that doesn't mean that she is submissive. Um, she will, she will let me know how she feels and and what she wants to do and doesn't want to do. Yeah, and and, and I respect that. You know, I think that that is so so accurate. Jap- American women have this idea of a weak, submissive. You know, spineless Japanese woman. You know, bowing, bowing, and 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 kowtowing, and and what have you. And that's just so far from reality. What you said is so so true. In any Japanese marriage, the woman is the backbone of that marriage. The woman is the financial manager of that man of that marriage. She's the house. She's the household manager. Of that marriage, she's she's the one. She's like the CEO of your marriage corporation. She's and you can't be a submissive, weak, frail woman to run a company in that way. The company, like I said, uh, I'm alluding to the company. I'm uh, making an analogy, saying the company is like the marriage. You can't run a marriage if you are a household, a finance. You can't do that if you're a submissive, weak, frail. It, it, it it's impossible, and that just goes to, like you said, the American stereotype of what you know the average Japanese woman is like, and it, nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, if um, in American society, uh, we're an aggressive society, aggressive and individualistic. Uh, we we care more about our feelings than we do the other person. In Japan, it's everything the opposite. So they care about more about harmonizing the other person's feelings. But at the same time, um, uh, you know, they are independent and, and do their own thing. That being said, the the, uh, the wife. Does run the house and the family and all that, but just because the wife um, may be more uh, um, quiet or reserved in how she acts or communicates, and the husband as well, it doesn't mean that that's weak or submissive. Um, um, you know, and just because um, an American man or woman is very loud and aggressive in how they communicate. In public and in private, does not mean they are strong and independent. It just means they're assholes and <laughs> not being considerate to the other person's feelings. So, you know, you can be strong and quiet, you know, and you can be weak and loud. So, it, you know, it's not about, you know, it's not about being submissive. That's just 
all that is, you know, people that, that say, oh, you just want to submit some that. That's just people trying to justify how how they act aggressively and stupidly and, um, you know, outlandishly as opposed to a quiet, strong. Wow, I, I love that. That you, I couldn't have put that any better. You know, you, you, America, like you said, America and and therefore Americans are generally speaking aggressive, and and that's just a trait Japanese don't have. The, the, it, it just a, aggression and aggressiveness. You know, a certain obnoxious personality. Uh, you know, a, a certain amount of, like you said, outlandish super outgoing, super extroverted, make my case at any given moment, express every feeling I've got, let you know how I feel about everything. These are American yeah. These are all American traits and values. And you look at let's look at those adjectives. Um, aggressiveness, you know, aggressive, obnoxious, loud, uh, you know, um, these are traits confrontational these are traits that i as a man do not want to have to deal with in my woman as far as i'm concerned those traits aggression obnoxiousness confront those are male traits your average japanese woman is just so much more feminine than your average American woman. An American woman has been brought up to believe that she is your equal as a man. She can do anything you can do, and not only can she do anything you can do, she can do it better. Japanese yeah, women... Well, you, you know, no woman is my equal. And, and, and what I mean by that, and no man is my equal either. What I mean by that is, it's not about being equal to another person. Everyone has their unique abilities. Everyone is different. It's not about equal, it's different. It's not about being better than another or smarter than another. It's just different. And I think we need to appreciate those differences. I like women because they are different than me. I like, I like, I like soft. I like, I like, um, you know, quiet, gentle, you know, I. I, I don't want the aggressive um, male testosterone. Like, I'm just not attracted to that. I like, you know, nature made women's bodies softer, softer curves. It made their ass nice, round and soft. It made their titties nice and soft. It made their facial features softer. It's just, I like all that. You know, if I wanted to, to be with an aggressive woman that was basically acting like a man, God, marry a man. That's I, I feel exactly the same. That, but you see, I think that American women are by and large brought up to spend their entire lives fighting against what nature has given them. Just like you said, that there's American women fight tooth and nail against their softness, against their femininity, against the biological differences that met, that God or whomever put into them. They fight against them. They're taught by, like you said, movies, well, music. You, you, you know, recently. Now, now, I, I will, I, I will say that when we think about America's history, when we go back to the 40s and 50s, those were very feminine women. They dressed up to the nines every time they stepped out the door. They, you know, they dressed well. And then you go back before that in the cowboy days, before that in the settlers' days, women were very feminine. 
you know, they, they, they dressed in their little Southern Belle stuff. And some of that still goes on in the South today. Um, so, you know, women in, throughout America's history, there were periods of time, you know, basically also the past where women were very feminine. And that was praised here. You know, men, that's what men wanted. They wanted that feminine one because that's what a woman's, how she's made, you know. But, but you know, it's, it's only until recently, in, you know, in American society, in Australia, the other places where um, women are attempting to emulate the, the aggressiveness of, of men. And, um, you know, I, I just don't find that attractive. You know, here in America, in the last, uh, I don't know, I'll say two decades, but in particular in the last decade, the LGBTQ movement has become huge. It's become huge, you know, and I, I, you know, I guess rightfully so. I've got nothing against a person's sexuality, but in Japan, the, the, the LGBTQ, the homosexual movement is not nearly as prevalent as it is here in America. Not nearly. As a, as a result of that, women in Japan, by and large, are heterosexual. Bisexuality among women in Japan or lesbianism or whatever among women in Japan has not taken hold to nearly the degree that it has here in America. And I think that has something to do also with the dynamic of relationships between men and women in Japan. Here in America, there's a pretty good chance that the woman that you're dating she, she is bisexual or, or, or is, you know, has had a few relationships with women or, or sees the sexual playing field in such a way that she can date either men or women. In Japan, that's not nearly as prevalent. And to me, for me, that has something to do. That says something about the dynamic between when men and women in Japan that maintains, for me, a certain purity between the sexes. Well, yeah, you know, it gets back to the whole gender fluidity thing. Like, like listen, I'm not attracted to men. I'm just not. Um, if you want to be gender fluid and you're a woman or a man, you want to be gender fluid, cool, man, totally cool. People have the 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 the, the right of it, it, it's just the right of being alive to love who you want to love. All right, period. I'm all about that. Um, it, you know, um, I don't discriminate on that at all. Love who you want to love. I don't care what fucking gender sex they are. Um, I I am not attracted to men, and and I'm not attracted to women that try to emulate men. Um, but, but the thing I find interesting about some um, queer women um, is that they um, they try to emulate men, but they hate men. So it's like, why are you trying to emulate something that you hate? It's like, oh, fuck men, men this, men that, whatever. You know, they're like bitter and angry towards towards the male. You know, it's like, fuck men, we don't need them, this, that, and the other. But then you're, you're emulating something you don't like I, that's the part I, I don't understand why can't you love another woman 
why, why can't a woman love a woman or a man love a man without having to to try to be the opposite of what of, of, of you know it's like it's like do you um can't two feminine women love each other or can't two masculine men love each other well you mentioned these these um queer women who are bitter and angry towards men they hate men you know they're, they're you know part of their identification part of their identity is their hatred for men they're like you said they're bitter and they're angry but i think that that bitterness and that anger extends beyond just queer women here in america i think all women all american women have a certain amount of bitterness anger and hatred toward men for whatever reason that i did not find among japanese women i did not find in any of the japanese women that i dated this simmering subtle but very definite very definitely present hatred bitterness and anger towards all men i didn't find that in japan you know what i think that is you know what i think that is it goes back to the conservative christian values that our society was founded on this american society women have this women and men have these expectations that have been set forth from this conservative christian foundation that men you know okay if you're a woman a man is supposed to be the knight in shining armor lay his coat down on the mud for you open the door for you do all these things be the you, you know uh, uh you know ha- the, uh chivalry what's that called yeah yeah chivalry right um and if and if you're not doing that to an american woman she she starts getting attitude right or it's kind of like well you know they, treat me like a lady you know you suck i want i want to be treated like a lady and then the guy has all these expectations from the american woman because all these conservative christian you know foundation oh she's supposed to you know be pure and um she's only supposed to be for me and da 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 and and you know it has all these other expectations and then when she's when you know when she's not doing that then the guys i you know it's like it's, it's i think it goes all the way back to you know how the, the this culture and society was forged from all of these conservative Christian values that put crazy expectations on what each sex's role is in the relationship um, and that is out of line with nature um, I think Japan does it differently because they don't they're not letting a, a set of Bible uh, based uh, ideals shape their expectations of how they're supposed to interact with the other sex. You know, American women, like you said, they expect that chivalry, and when they don't get it, they're angry at you. It's as yeah, though right, right. it's as though they feel entitled to some kind of special code of behaviors from you as a man, and if they don't get it from you, they're angry at you, they're bitter at you. I they, want him to treat me special. It's supposed to be special. I don't. I never heard that in Japan. I never heard a woman complain about 
how I'm not treating her special enough well, well, or something. That, that was going to be my point. That was going to be my point. However, in Japan, those same chivalrous deeds that women here in, in America expect, in Japan, if you open the door for a woman or if you, you know, you, you perform those deeds of chivalry, she is so graciously thankful for you being kind to her. Here in America, these uh, American women expect it by birthright. Now, we only got a few minutes left. I want to wrap it up with this last aspect of Japanese women and, and life in Japan. We only got about three minutes that I found to be helpful to maintaining healthy relationships Um, and just enjoying myself and that is or was the lack of attention on social media Japanese women by and large the ones that I was involved with anyway by and large social media played a minuscule part of their lives they didn't spend their lives primping themselves and posting their every movement on whatever facebook instagram twitter they didn't that wasn't their life they they weren't basing their lives on the artificial world of social media which contributed to them just being these natural normal present to the moment human beings that i could communicate with despite the fact that we spoke a different language people ask me all the time how did you how did you get along with Japanese women? You couldn't speak their language. How did you, how, how could you get them? And I found, I, I find it difficult to say, you know what? I got along with them better than I got along with my American female counterparts, even though I couldn't speak their language. And a lot of it has to do for me with their presence to the moment as a result of not basing their lives on what they saw on Instagram that day. Well, you, you know what it is, is there's a proverb in Japan, the stick that stands up, that sticks up, gets pounded down. Uh, America's all about the individual, the MVP. It's all about me. I got to post what I'm doing on Instagram. I got to, I got to, I got to floss. I got to show off. I got to post pics of my new car. People got, I got to tell people what's going on with me. In Japan, they don't use social media for that. The women use it to keep up with their friends. I'd say, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going shopping tomorrow. You want to come? Okay, great. That's it. They're not, they're not trying to impress other people on social media. In Japan, it's all about the team. The stick that sticks up gets pounded down. Uniformity, teamwork. The team is praised in Japan, not the individual. So that's why they're very, they're very engaged when they're talking with you and their friends. They are facilitating. Um, uh, they're not trying to facilitate themselves. They're trying to facilitate the other person, care for the other person, and that creates an, a deeper engagement. Wonderful, wonderful conversation once again. My man Japan Pimp over on the West Coast. I'm here on the East Coast holding it down for Atlanta. Listen, Japan Pimp, we're going to have to talk about something else. Uh, We're going to have to do another one of these podcasts coming up here soon. Shout outs to you and your lovely wife, Psycho, your your, your three beautiful children, man. We're going to have to get together. Um, Say goodbye to the people and uh, that's it. Goodbye, people. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another scintillating, amazing episode. Nothing specific. My name is Trevor David. Out of here.